Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Test, test, test. Wait, should we do a sync clap? Three, two... Oh no, we won't. You won't be able to hear it. It doesn't work because the microphones are in different countries. Yeah, I know. Coming live from Fiji. Coming live from Fiji. You say where you're coming from. Coming live from New Zealand. It's time for advanced analytics. Welcome to the show. We did not do a um, finals preview because we're idiots, but we just saw one of the greatest NBA final games of my memory anyway. Um, absolute stunner. A lot of stuff to break down, a lot of analytics to get stuck into. Um, Paul, you've just watched the game last night. How'd you feel about it? Uh, crazy game. Crazy. Did you have Although, a prediction be- before the finals? Golden State in... In either four or five. Four or five, which is what most people were making. Has your prediction changed since the game happened? No. Because um, you've got to admit how great the finals would have been or how interesting they would have been had the Cavs managed to win that, which they probably should have done. I would have picked still Warriors in five if, if the Cavs had won that, I reckon. Where do you reckon, like, what, what do you think, where do you reckon we should start? We should start the podcast at, based on I that say, amazing game. A wise person once told me, let's start at the very beginning. A very good place to start. Wait, what, when you, what, you read, the... you begin with ABC. <laughs> when you sing, you begin with... Do, re, mi. Yeah, I mean, but you mean to, you mean to sing it, but okay. Do, re, mi. My point is, do, do, you want, do, you want to start the, do you want to start at the start of the first quarter? Mate, I don't know. I just wanted to quote The Sound of Music, one of my all-time favorite <laughs> films. All right, I reckon we start at the JR stuff-up. Okay. Oh, so you're saying it's a JR stuff-up? Yeah. Okay. What are you saying? I'm saying that's the biggest play he's ever made in his career, possibly possibly save them the game. Okay. I, here's the issue with our podcast, and I noticed this a lot last week. Is that I think I'm coming in with hot takes, yeah. and then your takes just blow <laughs> me the shit out the water, being so hot that instead I've got to be like the I've got to be the straight man to your crazy man. <laughs> so what are you arguing here? What are you, what are okay. you saying about Jar? So Jair George Smith? Hill yeah. has a free throw to put them up one, which he yeah. misses. Okay, he's very lucky. He's very lucky. Yeah, he misses the free throw. Okay. So yeah. what should what should be the result there? Golden State get the ball, call a timeout, have a mm. half court inbound with four four point seven seconds or whatever it was to win the yeah. game. Yeah. But J.R. Smith says no, not today. He grabs, <laughs> he jumps, he grabs, he makes the biggest play of his career, makes an offensive yeah. rebound, and then sure he might have he probably should have shot it straight away. Yeah. Or then people were saying he should have passed it to LeBron when he was dribbling out. But 
at that point, I feel like he he maybe didn't know the situation and thought they were up one, maybe. Maybe didn't know the situation. He definitely didn't know right. the situation. But if you're Ty Lu, you, you got to call a timeout. If you're yeah. LeBron James, you got to call a timeout. And 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 to be fair, LeBron did. He tried, but try, too late. Just way he, too late. He started yelling and he was pointing at the hoop. It's like yeah. instead of that. You should have called a timeout, but he obviously in the heat of the moment, it's hard to say. But Ty Lue's not in the heat of the moment. Ty Lue should be standing right there next to that referee at half court and should just say timeout. And then it's you got three seconds to draw up a play. But uh, now, obviously yeah. he had no faith in them, or he probably you've got to prepare for a missed free throw, and you've got to prepare for a rebound, yeah. an offensive rebound, which he clearly didn't. He would have been back, maybe sitting down or or way back. Uh, too far away, yeah. but uh, I I don't think you can blame Jr. that much. Like obviously he made a, yeah. a little mistake, now, but he also did possibly save them from giving up a a, a, a game winning three winning at the three. other end. This is the, this is the problem with meme culture, right? Is that you always for a joke to work, you need like a simple and straightforward for narrative. Mm. And obviously the photo of LeBron yelling at Jr. and pointing towards the hoop as Jr. is dribbling in the wrong direction is like pretty amazing and like like I can't believe that meme where it's the guy holding the hands of the girlfriend and then looking at the other girl. I can't believe um that meme has somehow come back for this. Right. Where it was like, you know, like um JR's holding holding hand and like of of shoot it, but then um uh, but then he, he turns around and sees dribble out the clock. I, I'm so embarrassed that meme has come back. But anyway, meme culture has put this all on JR and of course all those photos of JR looking stoned. Um, definitely George Hill missing the free throw. Like he would have got so blamed for that had um, JR not stuffed up more. And you're right, JR did do something good and people always forget that the, he he created a situation out of nothing. Um, people forget yeah, that they KD shouldn't have been, boxed JR They shouldn't out. have been in... Yeah, they they shouldn't have been in a um a situation to even make that mistake, really. But also, also LeBron should have been rebounding instead. Of, well, why is Jr. rebounding when like LeBron should be there? Like you should sub players mm. in specifically to rebound because no matter who gets the rebound, it should be called a timeout. As you said, Tyloo should have called a timeout. Jr. should have called a timeout. LeBron should have called a timeout. In LeBron's defense, um, uh. He was he, and it was a brain explosion by him as well. But Jr.'s brain explosion was such a big brain explosion that it caused LeBron to have a similar brain explosion and forget about everything and just want to yell at yeah. Jr. or strike yeah, yeah. or physically assault Jr. as opposed to doing what kind either of grabbing the ball off him and taking a shot or calling a timeout straight away. Remember when Chris Paul and DeAndre Jordan, when DeAndre Jordan like got a rebound and thought the game had finished yeah. and then Chris Paul was like shoot it yeah. shoot it that was that one yeah. that's crazy but, so um, similar uh what was i going to say oh lebron had a very funny quote where he called them his players instead of his, and then corrected himself and called them his teammates did you see that we've got <laughs> he said we've no, got I to move that. on this game is over and done with i would never give up on jr i would never give up on any of my players any of my teammates which uh, really plays into that online joke that he is the GM, yeah, the GM and the coach. Yeah. So I, I I didn't have a podcast four years ago whenever the Cavs got J.R. Smith, and I didn't tweet about it. I've got no evidence that I had this claim. I can, I I can probably sh- um, verify it if you. I am sure in my mind that when they signed J.R., 
I couldn't believe it because I thought this was a deal with the devil. And you know how you, when you do a deal with the de- devil in a cartoon or a children's book or something like that, it always has like one major downside. Yeah. And when you get J.R. Smith, somehow, even they even won a championship with him. They managed to get through like three or four seasons and, and playoff, deep <laughs> playoff runs without him doing something horrifically bad. Even though his whole career, he is famous for doing stuff like this, like legendary. Like he is shacking a full nominee. He's the kind of guy that will get suspended in the most important game or give a, te- give a technical when the game's on the line or, you know, shoot it at the wrong hoop to get a triple-double. He's, he's done this before. Like, he's literally shot a three when all the Knicks had to do was hold on to the ball and they would have won the game. Yeah. And um, when they got J.R. Smith, LeBron saw, when LeBron, when Lee GM signed a contract with the devil to get this player – he knew that what he, he was going to lose <laughs> at least one finals game, if not a final series, with JR's like, stupidity. Like, JR could have done so many things. He could have shone straight away. Personally, I don't know how good that would have been because JR's a bit shonky around the basket, basket anyway. And KD, even though KD was half asleep and missed the rebound, is standing right there like he could have mm. blocked it. Yeah. But um, he should have passed to LeBron James. He should have um, called a timeout. He should have passed to George Hill earlier. Like, there's a million things he could have done. But, like, this is just a JR moment in JR history. And, um, like, this is what you get when you sign shonky-ass players. And um, I think this is a big narrative of the, of the NBA. It's the Cavs for so long, and I think it's partly due to the greatness of LeBron, have managed to get by with flawed players. And, um, and they're not deeply flawed players. Like, as we always, we always defend Kevin Love on this podcast, like, he's not as bad as people make out to be. But Kevin Love does have a massive flaw, and that is he can't really play defense. And, and that gets exposed as every time he's on the court, um, you know, uh, they put him in the pick and roll and get an ISO on K-Love. It's same with Ryan Anderson for the Rockets. And I, I want to touch on that game a little bit later because we haven't spoken on it. But Ryan Anderson gets subbed on. He's a great player, been a great player for the Warriors and their rebuild and contributor. But you do have a severely flawed player there. Right. And as soon as he comes on against the court, court with the Warriors... Steph Curry just cooks Ryan Anderson, and that's the problem with having these players. They're good, but they're not championship level. And that's when I, I really lean towards the Celtic strategy of almost picking players not based on their ceiling, but based on their floor. And if you look at all the players in the Celtics rotation, they can all play a, a standard of defense which is high enough that they're not a liability, and they can all contribute on offense enough to make an offense work. You yeah. know, some would say not quite enough, and that's why they've got excellent players like Kyrie but like this is the deal with the devil the Cavs play and of course it's going to succeed sometimes but more often than not like fail on them you know yeah I also think some of it sorry that was a big rant but that's at least yeah what you gonna say no I don't know just continue (laughs) sorry I talked you out of it that was something I wanted to bring up later about Ryan Anderson we'll talk about the Rocket series um a bit later but um yeah, give 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 JR some props on getting the rebound. You've got to understand that when you've got JR, normally you'd any other team would probably want JR as like a sixth man off the bench who you wouldn't have on the gate on the court in crunch time situations. But your other option is Kyle Korver, who's more of a defensive liability, or Rodney Hood, who for some reason the Cavs just don't, or maybe for good reason, but the Cavs just don't trust at all and hasn't been working for them. So, um, you know, what, what other option do you have? JR's going to do some crazy shit. That's what JR does. You know, mm. it's a, he's a walking uh, meme. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Here's my here's okay, my hot um, take after the game. So we've got yeah. I want to see uh, more Javale McGee. Give him the yeah, keys. Yeah. He was actually all right. Yeah, this one's no. He was great when they when he came on. There was that one play where he he kind of was wide open and he jumped and he he like pinned himself under the hoop. But um, it, it was exceptional because I've never seen a person dunk a ball as easily as JL. JaVale McGee. Uh, JaVale McGee. Yeah. He went in the dunk he went he won in the dunk contest mm. and don't get me wrong, he's a horrific dunk contest contender, but it was impressive how he could just dunk two yeah. basketballs or an eleven foot hoop with just no problems yeah. whatsoever. So it's it just so it funny. Like a man dunking like a little toddler's hoop kinda. He just Yeah. So easy. Yeah. But um Joel Embiid's the same. Did you see Joel Embiid windmilling yeah, on that guy in the Bahamas? That was ridiculous. That was was that in the Bahamas? It looks like a kid's hoop. I thought that was just in Philly. Uh, no, oh, 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 he's done. Oh, yeah, he's done. He's done multiple. Uh, right. He's, he's at the moment. He, Joel Embiid is just traveling around streetball courts, windmilling <laughs> on children and businessmen, and just. Well, the one I saw, he, yeah. he throws it into the guy's face, then gets it yeah. back, and then dribbles in, and then windmills it on him. People were saying Joel's a dick, but I reckon that guy. It serves him right. There's nothing I hate more in pickup basketball than people not trying on D. Like, people always crap all over, um, who's the white guy for the Celtics who always gets dunked on? Um, Aaron Baines. Aaron Baines. And Aaron Baines, it is quite embarrassing to get dunked on that much, but he challenges everything and, like, yeah. good on him for trying. And pick up basketball, especially if there's a good player on the court who's going to embarrass you a little bit, people have yeah. that tendency to not try. And that guy was marking Joel Embiid. If I had the chance to mark an NBL player, I would try for fun. And, yeah, NBA. I'm going to get destroyed. An NBA player or an NBL player. <laughs> um you know, at least give it give it a try. And that guy's just mucking around, just being a dick, just standing there. So, yeah, throw the ball in his face. If you're not going to try, well, that's what you get. Mm. A ball in the face and then a windmill on, also on your face. And a viral video of it all. Um, yeah. Well, not viral, but viral in big. basketball circles. In the um, basketball world, the basketball underworld. Okay. And what do we think about – we gonna, what, what else are we going to talk about? The fight at the end? I didn't even watch the fight. I, I was um, watching the game in the most amazing circumstances. I was leaving a Fijian island on a small boat with a 15cc um, <laughs> outboard motor. And somehow my 3G internet still worked. So I managed to watch to just past the overtime. I, was, I literally spent $150 on data, but I almost think it was worth it because that game was so good. Um, I was watching it on my cell phone, bobbing around in the water. It was crazy. And... Um, uh yeah, and then the three G cut out just as the you know the Warriors the game got out of hand. Warriors were up nine or whatever. Yeah. So what happened in the fight? Explain that. Okay, so they so they come down. There's like uh thirty something seconds to go, maybe. Um, Steph Curry's just dribbling out the clock, like the shot clock down, and then eventually like he's going to have to shoot it. And it, Tristan Thompson's marking him. Curry just kind of, I was impressed at how just easily he just burnt past. Uh, Thompson, he dribbles in, he throws up a layup, kind of like running floater layup thing, which LeBron comes over to help and um and either goaltends or just very viciously blocks off the glass. I didn't really look at it on replay, but um <laughs> I think he just he just blocks it off the glass. Although I don't know if it was on its way down or what, but anyway, he blocks it against the glass and then uh, trash talked. Like the Cavs kind of got it and went off. And LeBron kind of walks over trash um talking to 
Steph Curry, which I thought was kind of weird because it's like, okay, the game's yeah. over now. You've lost. Um, he starts talking to Curry. Yeah. Curry starts talking back. Like, they're both quite angry. Then Clay Thompson comes over and starts talking to LeBron. And Tristan Thompson's there as well. And then it's kind of Clay Thompson and LeBron chatting. Then... The Cavs go down and like miss. Like I don't think LeBron and Tristan Thompson even get over half court. Um, then they come back down. Oh, and Sean Livingston's dribbling out the clock. But then there's going to be a shot clock violation. So he dribbles and just goes to shoot like just a mid-range jumper. And then Tristan Thompson runs out and yeah. uh, and fouls him. And I actually thought Tristan Thompson, so I am a Cavs hater, but I think he was a little hard done by. So he did kind of run out and just kind of like intentionally just like bang his arm and it did seem kind of like a frustration, like, and also like a don't just, um, just let the shot clock expire. And cause it was like, you know, it was, you know how they often will dribble it out and just let the shot clock expire. Let us lose. Yeah. Just let yeah, us so lose. So he ran out and he, he just, he did kind of have his elbow up a bit, but it didn't really, it didn't look like he hit him that hard or anything, but um, the ref just automatically called it and just threw him out. I think it was just like, a precautionary thing being like it's you've, you guys got into like these verbal fights and now you're running out and like intentionally fouling with two seconds to go like it's not necessary get out kind of thing rather than like that was a yeah. that was a truly dangerous play or whatever but um but then yeah. so he gets ejected instantly like it was just like he was just like you're gone and then um he I didn't actually realize, but he had to walk to the like very opposite corner of the court to um to leave because I I was just expecting him yeah. to go off that like closest corner. But then as he's walking across, he um Draymond Green is there waving goodbye to him. So so he <laughs> he walks up to him and kind of like pushes the ball into his face, and then um Draymond kind of does like a fake like oh I'm gonna fight you but like hold me back kind of thing, <laughs> um and then uh. Yeah, and then he he walks, leaves, and then Clay Thompson left and went to the locker room just because he was still a bit hurt, I think, and he was like, "The game's over, let's go home." And then Draymond yeah. walks across, firing up the crowd, and then goes over and high fives all his bench before then, I think, getting maybe told off by Steve Kerr for almost getting a, another technical, because uh, <laughs> then he was like kind of trying to defend himself to um, to Steve Kerr, I think. But anyway, interesting. Yeah. Draymond, don't get another technical. You, you, because like you, you always see Draymond, and they're like, uh, he's got four technicals, seven, and you get suspended in the playoffs or whatever. But you're like, and you're like, oh, he's not even close. But then knowing Draymond, I mean, anything's possible. Like, like he could get two technicals in the next game, and all of a sudden, you know, mm. like if this if this does, because the Cavs have already surprised us, right? Like no one expected. Everyone picked uh, Warriors four or five. And, I mean, it, it was almost, like, embarrassingly conservative to pick Warriors in six. No one's picking the Cavs to win. And the Cavs actually, um, away from home, did, like, blew us away. Like, they even got, like, good minutes from um, dudes who you wouldn't expect. Larry Nance Jr. was handy. You know, like, you, you just, dudes you'd never expect to be able to do anything were actually okay. And, um, yeah, the game was way closer than you'd thought. I'd put it down to more the Warriors and through the Rocket series as well, have just been, like, underwhelming us. Like, they haven't been doing yeah, what you expect. Yeah, I, I do like, feel like they don't quite look... All their star players get numbers, and that's it. it it's weird. They, they don't quite look like themselves, and I can't really figure it out. I don't know if it's just, like, teams have 
have slowly learned or whatever how to defend them or whatever. But then, oh, switching everything is is causing like team switching everything is causing them problems. Even though they are getting those ISOs mm. on Kevin Love, it but is then, um, causing them like out to get out of their rhythm. No, but it's just like they used to just run around. And it was so free, and they'd pass it round. And now it's more like yeah. they'll just set heaps of off balls for Katie, and then give it to him, and like just be like clear out and be like go to work. But um, yeah, the thing is, they they always come out in the third quarter, and then for like the first like there's always like a few minutes where they're like you're like yes, this is this is it, just this yeah. is what you do, and then they'll kind of go away from it again. Like that's I'm serious when I say so. I don't I don't fully know what like the downside to having Javale McGee is is, but um. Like they look awesome. Uh, the downside is that he can't he can't guard the perimeter, yeah. and he's a klutz on offense. So I um I, I kind of figured that was the reason, but then there was that great position where he just like locked down LeBron. There was one where he he just didn't close out hard enough on George Hill, but but in his defense, I thought George Hill shot a very deep three, and it's like uh I don't know you kind of you kind of live with that I think, but um but and then yeah he is occasionally that Gumby on offense, but I reckon. Give him more run. I reckon they look great. Like, because no disrespect to Kayvon Looney, but he's like I don't know. He's kind of a bit of a a bit of a nothing kind of guy out there a little bit. But yeah, um, but they just they just like him just because he can guard the perimeter. Um, and you got to remember that that fifth that fifth guy is just like they just want someone who's just not going to ass up. Whereas no one trusts Javale McGee to do anything but ass up. And he actually was all right, but like everyone was shocked. I rate him. Like Twitter was going crazy, the fact that he was even on the court. And how amazing is it when we look back to like probably the best time in my basketball watching career was like the, you know, the 08, was it 08, 09, 010? I can't Wizards. remember what year it was, the Wizards, where it was Swaggy P, JaVale McGee, and now they're in the finals. It's just Andre crazy. Blatch. We don't talk about Andre Blatch since his like criminal charges, but and also see J.R. Smith. Oh, in the finals. what's he done? Oh no, ages what's ago. What's Andre, Andre Blatch, Blatch done? No, a- a- ages ago. It was like he was like in a rape case or something like that. I don't know. Let's not talk about Andre Blatch. He's depressing. oh, I didn't know. Um, no, he just he just he he just he, he like even if he didn't, even if he's not guilty, I'm not sure what the uh, he just seems like the worst person in the world. Um, oh, okay. All right. Uh, um, uh, we're going to talk about LeBron being amazing, like because because everyone's de- definitely bought in on your theory now, and I'm sure he'll come right. Although in saying that, though, I'm always sure J.R. Smith is going to come right, and I think we've got to come to the fact now that J.R. Smith won't come right. He can't make open threes. Um, he's just, I mean, they've got no one else to put out there, and I, I guess they're okay with his defense is okay, but J.R. Smith is. I've, I'm off the bandwagon. I've, I've been a fan of him for a while, even though he does make those ass ups. Um, J.R. Smith is just. Just shocking on offense. Um, uh, you you kind of um, were going hard last week on KD, and KD feels like he's had. He still puts up numbers, but it feels like he's had like four bad games in a row. And I think everyone now is of the consensus that KD is like stuffing up the Warriors' offense a little bit and not scoring at an efficient enough rate to justify it. Um, and on the flip yeah. side, how amazing you got to admit you're a LeBron hater, so I'll, I'll give you the the floor for this. Were you not quite impressed by LeBron's performance? Mm, I mean, I guess, <laughs> but to, to be honest, he scored fifty. It's yeah, quite yeah. good. But, but yeah, but also, like, I feel like his team is, is like built around him taking shots or making Scoring, yeah. like passes. Yeah. Um, 
like like that's the thing where, where people Which were so people were so shocked that Jordan Hill, uh, Jordan, uh, Jordan Clarkson hadn't Clarkson. got an assist in like his last like five games or something. But it's like because they were like Cavs point guard Jordan Clarkson doesn't have a single assist. But it's like, well, like how often does Jordan Clarkson like? have the offense running through him like it doesn't seem doesn't seem like I've, i haven't seen them once really at all but um jordan clarkson is like i i used to rate like, him in to, la i remember like his rookie his rookie and no, no, sophomore no, 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 year no, 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 I, I was like super excited for him yeah but he's a young gun he's like a future jr smith is like a ceiling like he's a young gun slinger who like yeah who's just not ready for the nba playoffs where efficiency is everything and you're going up against the Golden State Warriors. It was just amazing that LeBron managed to make the Cleveland offense almost challenge the Warriors. And, like, down the stretch, I mean, you got to admit, Katie's defense on him, horrific. And I heard, like, some Warriors apologists, I think it was Nate Duncan, who's, like, a Warriors almost specialist, he reckoned that um, the strategy uh, for the... Um, the Warriors was just to take away LeBron's left-hand dribble pull-up jumper or something. And I was like, well, surely the first thing you got to take away is, is the straight layout. drive to the rim dunk, which they gave up like four times down there. Like, surely, like, maybe let's see some more pull-ups. And for me, I'd still be like, if I was guarding LeBron, I'd be like, surely, especially in the fourth quarter, you want him pulling threes. And yeah, he's been shooting them well enough, but like his historic reputation is that he doesn't hit enough of them. So, I mean, over dunks and drives to the rim, like, surely make him at least shoot from the outside. Uh, mm. it, LeBron definitely makes me appreciate what Harden couldn't do because Harden's this year's MVP. And, yeah, he scored 30 points in the Game 7, but they needed 50 points. Like, they needed that LeBron performance. And LeBron, at least, he goes out there, they call him the greatest, he hypes himself up, and he does give you... He does do everything he possibly can, mm. and like you've got to give him credit for that. Whereas and if you're a, if you're a Harden fan, you go out there and go, well, Harden's good, yeah, and you can't really crap on him too much. But he doesn't have that like that super superhuman level, which is what the annoying thing is. Harden does that in the in the regular season. He oh, does sure. have that. Like he's playing the New Orleans Pelicans, he he will score fifty and be splashing these step back threes and be doing the cooking sign. But he in the playoffs against the Warriors, he can't <laughs> do it unfortunately. Yeah, and we we should also while we're talking LeBron. How good is? Did you see that Nike LeBron ad? The test. No, I haven't seen it. Oh, so good. That's because it's based on the tattoo. Yeah. Now, no, no, this is really well done. I thought it was great. Okay. I'll, check I'll, it, I'll watch check it, it out, uh, listeners. It's it's an unof- well, I haven't got a clip of the week this week, but that's the unofficial clip of the week. It's uh, it's okay. called. It was like just Nike LeBron James the tattoo. I think it's called. And I mean, it's weird because you you hate LeBron James, so it's weird for you to like a oh, LeBron James. I I, I, don't, I hate LeBron, but I, I like a good ad, and I can I can <laughs> I'm not I'm not blind enough to not appreciate some good some good good piece of art. I'm well, talking here, about the ad, not the tattoo. Here's a question: charge or blocking? I thought it was a block, and I know I'm biased, but he 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 like like he got there so late, and he was like. His body wasn't, he wasn't square up or, and he was, I felt like he was moving. I, I was, I, I thought it was a block, so, but then I, I was shocked when the commentators were like, that's a charge. And, um, 
But then when the refs said it was a block, I felt I was like, yeah, I that was w- what my first call so, was. So after like forensic level analysis of that play over and over again, not by me, but by just everyone, I feel like the consent, there's not even a debate anymore. Everyone is like, that was a block. Yeah. And and what people are like, oh, but what we're annoyed about is the Tyron Lue obviously went off it. And there has been a lot of times where the, the refs have done that. They've used the um, the circle as the um, as the reason for review, but then they actually just review other parts of the call, not just the fact that – because he's clearly out of the circle. Um, mm. oh, it, I think it was kind of close. Like he only just got his left foot down. Like he'd stepped from the circle and then he got his left foot down like kind of just in time, but – I hate charge calls. I always get called for them. Often it's because the guy sells it. Like for a get a good oh, yeah. charge call, you've got because because normally if someone charges into your chest, you just take a step back and take it, and the guy scores on you. But if you plant your feet and fall backwards, you've got to do some acting to get a charge call. And often you don't even hit them that hard because Katie realized LeBron was there, kind of made contact, and then jumped kind of straight up for a little like bunny, which he missed anyway. Um, so it could it could have almost been a no no call I'd say, but in my mind I hate charge calls and I don't I'm not a fan of LeBron at all. But that was definitely a charge. Like if that's not a charge, then what is? Like they're like he wasn't perfectly still and he and yeah, his foot I wasn't he, perfectly he planted to get there and he sooner, needs a little bit because you can't just yeah. I, no, I think it was, I'm absolutely saying no. He charge. stepped in, planted his feet, braced for it, and got you know. And no, oh no, charge, that's like, you're, you're making it sound like there was a gap between him getting there and getting hit. If you watch the slow motion re, re, uh, thing that re, replay, there is. I uh, yeah, well yeah, of course because you, you just freeze it. <laughs> but um, okay, it, and you got to remember, LeBron was doing all this, and I, I was just like, that's such a clutch play by LeBron to draw a charge to win the game, but turns out it wasn't. They gave uh, – and, and, and props to KD for making both his free throws as well, especially because he has been a bit shaky for the free throw line in these playoffs. Um, okay, LeBron fan, uh, what do you think of the Draymond uh, finger in the eye? LeBron fan. Oh, LeBron hater, sorry. Sorry, man. Sorry, uh, sorry, sorry. Didn't mean to offend you by saying you're a LeBron fan. Yeah, well, I mean, wait, what, what, what are we saying? Was I pro it? <laughs> Well, like there was, her- uh, there was her- I don't know. Like I feel like there should almost be a suspension, and ju- and and I I can't believe it hasn't been made more of it. And like, lucky LeBron was fine, but um, so I am a New Zealand basketball fan, and in the two thousand two World Champs, where the Tall Blacks amazingly finished fourth above Team USA in USA, um, there was t- multiple occasions where key Tall Blacks players, including our only. Um, NBA caliber player Sean Marks was fingered in the eye, mm. like almost intentionally by like a dirty, um, a dirty foul, and ended his tournament. And I was like, that was such a. I mean, it was. It's anytime you make contact with someone's face, yeah. it's like another level of foul. Yeah, yeah. And um, maybe he's doing it intentionally, but Draymond Green has a bad reputation. It's like Sergio Ramos in football. It's like. It's like, yeah, it kind of looks unintentional, but it's happened so often. If you poke LeBron James in the eye, I was like, mm. I can't believe that people haven't made more of a deal about that. Because, yeah. I mean, you could see his eye was physically, like, bloodshot afterwards. And, yeah, mm. it's pretty pretty lucky that LeBron got to stay in the game after that, to be honest. Yeah. And then Kevin Love tried to, <laughs> at uh, the end, he went for the headshot on Curry, but with, with less, yeah. less well, good results. 
Before the game, and I we didn't do it. We unfortunately didn't do a preview podcast. But if we did, I would have had some in depth analysis. And one of my uh, one of my in depth points would have been that um, the what the Cavs should definitely try and Sergio Ramos, one of the um, one of the Warriors. Oh yeah, and they did. J.R. Smith. They did. Yeah. <laughs> now it was it was an accident, but yeah, when yeah. do you ever see that accident in basketball? I mean, that just it just it just points to J.R. Smith being such an unusual. Out of yeah. control player, oh, div- yeah. Div- but like, who like runs slept. across the floor and slide? Like, he did like a football in football. That's like a dangerous tackle when you like slide tackle someone, and it like yeah. it sometimes works and is amazing. But more often than not, you're just trying to hack the guy's legs out when they're going for goal. And um, that's when he literally slide tackled the guy, um, Clay Thompson. Mm. And I was like, the Cavs should actually, if they could just take out one of the Warriors' big three. It would actually like almost like give them more. It would almost like change the change the narrative of the of the finals. And like, okay, J.R. Smith gets suspended or something. Who gives? You know, that's it's worth it. Uh, um, I'm I'm not I'm not for that. Yeah, I feel like you've just tried to out. You've tried to outdo my hot takes. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Um, Yeah. uh, Yeah. uh, So my if if we'd if I'd done a preview um before the final, my analytics would have Mm -hmm. been. That the Warriors were going to win an extra time by uh, by about like nine points, maybe nine or ten ten mm. points, uh, and Tristan Thompson would get ejected right at the end. <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, I, 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 yeah, no, yeah, okay, good point. Okay, what's your prediction for the next game then? Warriors by fifteen plus. Yeah, I'd say Warriors by thirty. But, so I'll take you there, but, um, you know, mm. I hope the Cavs can do it. I want to see good finals and shivers. They really impressed me in game one. It's going to be hard for LeBron to be that good again. Like, he's making his threes, he's making his step backs. Like, it's going to be hard to be, see that again. And it's also, it's also Durant has to come right one of these games. And I know, I guess, down the stretch against the Rockets, he made some really tough uh, shots. But, um I will say this. I've been beating up on Durant or podcast. It is good to see him being that leader that like, even though it should be probably him deferring to Katie, uh, sorry, Steph towards the end of the game. Um, uh, it is good to see him like demanding the ball and going, Hey, the team's going to win or lose based on me taking the shot. Kobe style, which I quite like seeing that. I don't like it. I feel like Katie's <laughs> he's, I feel like, I'm not going to say it's a bad thing that the Warriors got him, but I feel like he's changed the he's changed the vibe a little bit. Yeah, and I, I no, like but Katie. I'm just I'm just saying I'm just saying I'm just saying in these games I'm like it's good to see him like stepping up. Like, was it not frustrating to see the the Rockets go out not on Harden going like we're gonna I'm gonna either take us to the be the hero or the villain? He didn't do either. Oh, yeah. He's like, he oh, let's pass to Trevor Reza and see if he can make a three. No, let's pass to PJ Tucker and see if he can make a three. No, like Harden shooting threes should have been the way that the Warriors went down blazing, not uh, um, or Harden missing threes. The Rockets, not um, not the role players. The Rockets. Sorry, sorry, sorry. How do you reckon LeBron relaxes after a game like that? Because like that would be a hard one to get over, right? And he must have a method. But like, do you think he goes mm. home and listens to podcasts like I do, or? Like, what do you, how do you think he just, I've, like, gets his head, he, like, um, stop? I've heard he's a big advanced analytics fan. I think he he goes home and... He's and tuned into the that. podcast? Yeah. Uh, he might yeah. go home and watch some watch some TV. 
I mean, there's not a lot of turnaround, right? So you might go watch tape of the game for all we know. He, they, they, he must be at least... He, he knows that he can score 40 again. Maybe not fifty, but he also um, he must feel a little bit better. Like you know, just if Kevin Love just makes a couple more threes, you know, it's it's all on King Kong and just yeah, they were, they almost 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 got. There. I mean, I guess that's it. I mean, I mean, I've been saying the Warriors are lucky for about five games in a row now, and I mean, eventually um, uh, things need to change. Uh, to change, but good on the Cavs for making it an interesting um, playoffs. It's time for, and this has been the longest we've tried to get to there. It's time for the weekend review. I reckon. Um, any comments on the Rocket series? Uh, Rockets versus Warriors? I mean, I've talked about it quite a lot already, but... I've kind of forgotten about it, to be honest. Well, you might remember that the um, uh, <laughs> the Rockets missed... The Warriors were quite good in the third and fourth quarters, but, like, they only were out by, like, 10, and the Rockets missed 27 threes in a row. Yeah. I, I, I like, I've got to fact-check that, but I've definitely written it down right. 27 threes. Yeah, that's pretty like crazy. If they just hit two, it would have been game on, pressure on the Warriors. Yeah. Well, the, it, was the, it was similar with the um, and, Celtics, right, in game seven. They just couldn't, like Terry Rozier, they just couldn't make a three. Like they had yeah. wide open threes. And it was, again, yeah. it was like if Terry Rozier, or if they just make two of those threes, yeah. then it's just such a different story. Yeah. And but, I guess um, it's where you, where, you get, but, where you get a difference between a role player and an all-star player. It's like when you want those players to shine. Hmm. Oh, and that's sure. where I'm going to come up with a hot take. Um, I'm going to start the reputation of Harden, not being a choke artist, but being, I think, a more a better narrative will be, because he still had 30, you know, they got eliminated, they had no Chris Paul, but um, he still wasn't bad. But I would say this, I'd say he's a flat track bully, and that is that he is great in the regular season, he's great against the teams that don't matter, but at the end of the game, we need him to LeBron it. You need him to rise to that next level. Um, he's not he's not shooting those step back threes and those difficult shots and going to the free throw line like you need him to. Like he does every other game, um, he doesn't do it when it matters. Yeah. And I mean, they're saying he's tired and stuff, but I mean, they've said he's tired for the last four playoffs. And um, you you got to I mean, get some rest management. Have some have some naps. Like figure that out. Yeah. He did go stone cold from three, but I mean, I guess that plays into the narrative that he's not clutch, that he, he had 22 misses, straight misses from three, I think, between game six and seven. And he, he shot like, you know, 30% from three as opposed to his usual 35% or north of 35%. But yeah, Harden's a flat track bully. I'm getting that reputation started. Yeah, I like it. Um, uh, uh uh, before we get into Brian Colangelo, I just thought it was interesting. Tyron Liu um, said before the finals that the regular season, it's hard to get up for the regular season. This probably helps explain the Warriors a little bit as well. Um, the regular season becomes boring. He actually said this. Like often, you know how you hear quotes during the week and you hear like um, uh, uh, Steve Kerr said that they would have won easier if, it, if Andre Godala wasn't injured or you hear the Rockets coach say they would have definitely won if Chris Paul was playing. Those are not real quotes. Yeah. Those are journalists like clickbaiting. Like you always see those on Reddit and then two days later it turns out that's not what they said and someone, some hero has actually gone to actually read the article or actually watch the video and turns out that's not what they said at all. Ty yeah, Lu, it's real out of context, yeah. It's really annoying when they quote coaches because coaches normally don't say stuff that's that dramatic, but I was like, it was quite interesting to hear Ty Lu. It's not controversial, but just like quite cool to hear him say the regular season is boring. 
um, when you make the playoffs as much as they do. And it is a point that, um, unfortunately, players like J.R. Smith have just turned to shit in the regular season and now can't switch it back on like LeBron can in the, um, in the playoffs. Yeah. Do you give a toss about? Do you give a toss about the Brian Colangelo um, scandal? Oh yeah, I was so into it. I it's pretty amazing, it. right? Yeah. What'd you love about it? All of it. <laughs> I love. I'm just trying to goad you into like saying something about it, and you're like, um, loved it. Great, exciting. No, well, interesting. Okay, so I read that article, and I yeah, I thought it was great. Although I, I definitely <laughs> think it's his wife, which I think takes it because as I was reading it. And I was like looking at what he was writing and whatnot. I was like, this is the saddest thing. Like this guy, he makes me so sad. But then if it's his wife, it's like, oh, this is nice. <laughs> oh, his wife was defending him. Yeah, and she, she's like, they're normal collars. And she's like, did you see that one that was like, um, someone said that there was also maybe like on some like weird forum website or something, there was like some account. And yeah. they were talking about how um, attractive BC Brian Colangelo was. Oh. And like, if that's his wife, then it's like really nice. She's <laughs> Paul, this is great analysis, man. I've never, because I've, I've listened to a lot of stuff on this podcast and read a lot of things. And everyone always describes a family member and it often alludes to like a son or like a nephew or something like that. Yeah. And I, I never have heard the wife thing. I've heard what? that um, three of the five accounts could be started by his wife based on the fact that someone d- did the thing where they tried to reset the password and then it's like enter the password for the account where the phone number ends in 91 and her ac- phone number ends in 91 or something like that. So they yeah. like directly linked um, three yeah, that- of the accounts through her thing. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, no, but, but there was, there was other, there was other evidence as well. So like, she's, a, his wife's Italian, which kind of explains why some of it's like some of the English, is kind of wrong. Although that could also just be like a, like, you know, if our dad was doing it, you, you know, I don't know how old Brian yeah, Colangelo. Old, old men type bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, um, it's but, funny, so a funny, a funny theory that the part of the reason Brian Colangelo ruined the Raptors is because he was obsessed with Italians and Italian culture. So kept on picking like Bagnani style players, like with the number one pick, which like, you know, like really set yeah. the Raptors back. Anyway, sorry, back, back, back to you, back to you. So on, there's like a, a, a I think a forum post on, uh, oh no, well, firstly, let's go more into some of it. So she's Italian and some of the accounts that the, the pages followed were religious quotes in Italian, which like yeah. would make sense for her. Then she, yeah. they were also following accounts of, um, she got nominated because she's on some school board or something, and she got nominated for some award for like her work with the school. Yeah. And it followed accounts of like two of the people who nominated her for the award. And um, yeah, and then you know there was like that one tweet that was like about um, Joel Embiid not having his shirt on, winky face. It's like that would maybe make more sense if it was a straight woman yeah. opposed to Brian Colangelo. And um, yeah. and then there was a forum. I think it was. I think it's real GM, and there was like a forum. Um, uh, oh no, no, sorry. D- dis- dis- discuss. I think there's a. You know the website. Dis- dis- Who cares anyway. what the get to the point? Okay. Well, they were posting, um, and it seemed like very similar. 
Like it's it's yeah. all real similar content and stuff. And here's one of the, the craziest comments. So it was called Jacob Rubin. Here is my somehow gay, as I am, question. Do you hate Colangelo because he is so damn attractive and obviously you aren't <laughs> and therefore you can better relate to Sam? Otherwise, I don't get it how irrational you are. Oh. And like if that's if it's his wife, then it's like it takes on a whole yeah. new thing where it's like, oh, it's quite nice. She's she's just going in to fight for him. But um So so you're saying a lot of people are saying it's his wife? Because I reckon you just closed the case. Like, no, case no, I, I think it's a, the- no, I thought, I assumed, I didn't think I was coming out with anything new. It's definitely, people think, like, have believed it's his wife, I think. I thought, I thought, Cause I, I, I thought yeah. it was case closed, it was his wife. Because I was, because I was here going, he should be fired. But then, while it's embarrassing if that's his wife, mm. and while she shouldn't be sharing publicly, like, quite intimate knowledge and trashing the players. And she definitely has to apologize to Joel Embiid, Markiel Fultz, like all these different players. Like it does mm. make sense that the wife, maybe I don't know if she works or not, but with, cause I, I did think of how a busy person in charge of a basketball team yeah. has this much spare oh, that time. Was, so that was another thing was, uh, supposedly it was tweeting while he was doing a, a press conference. I think one of them. Yeah. Um, and also, we don't know. Like, maybe it's him and his wife running the account. Oh, also, two, also, um, two killers. Yeah, I watched. Oh, I won't say anything. I was going to spoil a movie just then. But um, I, uh, I, she was also in. I think in China. You know how there was that one tweet about being in China next to Dwayne Wade and Gabriel Union, and yeah. it was like saying they were rude to a kid. Um, oh my god! Like supposedly she was there as well for that. Uh, so it's, def- I think it's very plausible. It's his wife, but anyway, one of them, one of them, I guess he would still get fired if just, cause there's five of them. So if one of them were Brian Colangelo, then that probably almost be enough, depending on what that account said. Yeah. But I mean, maybe he, I was just going to say fire him, fire him, fire him. Oh, absolutely. Um, but, 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 but maybe not. But like the, there was one that seemed like it was him cause he was at like a, Delaware 76ers game or something and yeah and one of the accounts was tweeting about how ugly the uniforms are and stuff like that but it would make more sense that it was the wife that would almost that solves everything and goes he probably shouldn't be fired for that even though it is very very embarrassing but you're right it's almost sweet in kind of a in kind of the other thing is idiotic way supposedly the collared shirts with the real big collars uh, supposedly they're Italian shirts, so it makes sense for her to be like, they're normal collars. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> they're lovely collars. You yeah. Americans don't understand great collars when you see them. <laughs> oh, and that explains because often, so often when you see men who have got whack fashion, you'll find out like you'll feel real bad dissing someone about their tie when it turns out their partner bought it for them or something like that, and you're like, oh, mm. so sad. Um, the reason There's a reason why people hate Brian Colangelo so much, and that's because his dad got appointed special advisor almost by the NBA of the Sixers when they're tanking. And then, you know, a year later they fire Hinky or Hinky resigns and then he appoints his own yeah. son or his own son gets appointed. Like, you can see why they hate him and, and I would just yeah, fire him straight sure. away because, I mean, it's people already blaming, like, mistakes on him on reasons the Sixers already, like, stuffing up their future a little mm. bit. Like, the example yeah. of the Mark Alfonso well, thought- trade being, like, already butchering what's happened but yeah 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 for sure um i had something good to say it's gone it's left me 
one thing I've learned is that everyone out there makes burner accounts for whatever reason. Oh, yeah, that's, maybe that's, you're voting for yourself in the TV Guide Sexiest Man Awards. I don't know. Mm, that seemed very specific. That was specific to me. Yeah. Yeah. And, what were um, you say? Uh, I was going to say the Hassan Whiteside supposedly had one that went private instantly. Oh when yeah. The, when the case broke. And that would be yeah. oh god! Did, like, did you yeah. look at it? Because the the profile picture is Hassan Whiteside with like a little um like baby Joel Embiid like Joel Embiid real crudely. Yeah. My beef between uh, Hassan Whiteside and Joel Embiid is so good, and it is I get annoyed at Hassan Whiteside that him being shit means that. Um, that we don't get to see that because that could be a great Eastern Conference battle. They even met in the playoffs this year, but he doesn't get on the court now because he's such an idiot. And um, it just wait, goes to wait, show again, Hassan Whiteside. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like him versus Okafor is like a legendary big man battle. They both play the same position. Um, the only reason Whiteside can really be on the court against some teams is because they have a big lumbering big like Joel Embiid. They met yeah. in the playoffs. And um, it's – oh, sorry, I might have said the wrong name. I, I get Okafor and Embiid confused sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely my fault. Um, anyway, Whiteside um, is another J.R. smith tile contract with the devil, which the Heat signed and paid him max money. It's like you get Whiteside. Um, he can be great for you, but it's a deal with the devil. Chances are he's going to F up, and uh, he's F'd up. And Whiteside like made us be like dead money now. I, I feel like he could maybe be traded, but like it's it's just such a shame what's happened to that guy, especially because of how talented he was. Yeah, and it was such a good story um, that he was like unwanted and became such a star. We've had we've had such a good um, podcast. We've almost run out of time for Magic Mayhem. We're going to squeeze a quick Magic Mayhem in yeah. there. Yeah, of course. It's time. It's that time. Right about that time for the stars to roll on out. Uh, big week for the magic new coach i love how you you you, you don't prep the segment at all and then just quickly have to remember what the thing is that's happened in the magic this week no 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 well this was this was huge They've hired a new coach, signed for four years. And my initial uh, reaction, disappointment and anger. Uh, (laughs) So Steve Clifford, who just got fired by the Charlotte Hornets, uh, obviously... You're annoyed because it's a a conservative appointment. Yes, it seems... uh, Well, you've got to look at what the Magic are trying to do. And me and you think, in our mind, they're trying to, like, you know, warriors it, get a young core of three good players, and then head on through to the NBA Finals and become a dynasty. But more realistically, all they're trying to do is just become a a fine NBA team. And Steve Clifford has created, like, fine or better than fine teams in the past and seems quite consistent at it. So, like, it seems like a good choice just just to get out of mediocrity is all the Magic are trying to do at this point. Right. Um, right? And just try and get Aaron Gordon to, like, be, like, an all-star and just for them to have, like, a 40-win a 40, a 40 season, you know? 
they don't want to be great. They just want to be not a laughing stock. I'm a. I'm disappointed in the hire. I think, yeah, I don't like it at all. Although they, I think they're. I'm going to give them a chance, obviously. But firstly, it just seemed like it's just. I just. I don't like just hiring a coach who's just literally just failed. And it's like no, he hasn't. No, he hasn't just failed. We just came off he, a bad season in Charlotte, right? Where they they underperformed. A disappointing season, but look at the three seasons before that where he overperformed. Yeah, that, that's true. That's true. Well, I don't know if he. I don't know if he was really overperforming. Like it was in the East. Like although last year they did well, that, although they lost to the Heat. But um, no one, no one ever rates their roster. And like the last few years, they've they've done a lot better. And then this year they got Dwight Howard, famous team tanker, who <laughs> did mm. another great. And you remember that? Remember when the um. The Atlanta Hawks got Dwight Howard, and they're like, mm. "This is our chance to um to get back to where we want to be." Now I've lost Al Horford, and they straight go to the toilet, and then um and then the uh somehow every team thinks Dwight Howard is going to well, be the missing piece they need, and he always takes yeah, them in the opposite worried. direction. People are worried that he's Clifford's going to bring him to Orlando. That's like one of the main worries because he's like <laughs> he's he's coached for three teams that has had, that has had Dwight Howard. Or he, he coached with the Magic. He was an assistant when they had Dwight. Then he went to LA where with Dwight, and then he oh no, and, but like I think that was kind of just bad luck, right? That he because yeah. he went to LA to be an assistant, and then like when Dwight went, and then when he was in head coach, they obviously got Dwight. So it do, no. it seems kind of scary. That must be connected, though, because mm. like maybe they got maybe Dwight wanted Steve Clifford in LA. Yeah, maybe, but um, but also that's amazing. Coincidence. In, in the press conference, he didn't sound like that high on. Like he mentioned, he talk, I watched the whole thing. He he talked about Dwight a little bit, and uh, I don't know. It didn't seem like he was like lo- loved Dwight that much or anything. But he, what am I going to say? Dwight's oh. coming home, baby. Time out. Uh. Okay, so basically, we were near the end of the podcast, but uh, basically for the rest of this, my mic uh, really packed it in and started like, my voice goes like, my voice goes like, my voice goes like, my voice, it starts going like that. That was me manually doing it there. But like everything I said, everything I said, everything I said, everything I said would like repeat like six times. And then eventually it got crazy and it would be like, and it was going like, it was like pitched up by like three octaves. And like going at like five times as fast, and and still doing that kind of stutter thing, but um, I mean you can imagine it, it was it's crazy, but um, so I'm not gonna. I actually thought I was like maybe I should just put it as is, and if they really want to hear what I'm saying, they can kind of figure it out. But I was like, no, I can't listen to this. This is horrific. But um, I might leave a little bit of guy, maybe put some of guys' joke on at the end after this. You, we we can talk about maybe what we talked about last time. He talked about Kobe, Kobe's tweet he did. But um, anyway, to close you out, here is a joke that uh, Guy wrote. Time in. As a reward for you not calling us out for those technical problems, I'm going to let the listener a bit of a, a, a bit of a a bit of a bit of a bit of a prizzy, a bit of a, um, a, a a loot crate for you, if you will, um, a prize from Paul, which will be an improvised NBA joke. Okay. The team is the Phoenix Suns, and the pick is the number one pick, maybe, Luka Doncic. Ah.
No, a real easy one. Why? Who is the most honest player in the NBA? Luca don't cheats. What a high to go out on. That's a present for all the listeners for listening this far. Thank you so much for subscribing and liking the podcast. Leave us a rating if you uh, want to help us out or share with your friends. We've got a few more NBA ones to go before the hopefully this, the final series goes to more than four. Um, but right now, yeah, it could be four or five. Um, thanks for listening. I've been Guy Williams. Say it with a bit of enthusiasm. Be proud. Be proud of your family. Paul, Paul, Paul says to tell Paul says microphones cut out again, and to tell you to tell them uh, that he says goodbye. Goodbye. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.